Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a GoPowerCat.com production. Welcome to another edition of The Insiders. Tim Fitzgerald, Brian Hanley, and Glenn Kinley today. We have not allowed Tim Everson in the room. Now, we, we got a, you know the hot topic right now, and Coach Tang is having a 2 p.m. press conference. So this will be a short edition. I just want to warn everyone that this edition of the Insiders will be short because both Glenn's got something he's got to get to. He's got someone else coming over here to Manhattan, but I certainly need to get there. And Tim, between deadlines and the press conference, I said, dude, I don't love you anymore. Just go away. I said, just don't worry about it. Go do your job. But this is the insiders and I screwed it up already. Uh, Brian, I I don't know how you do it. Here we go. I got to do this now. Welcome to the insiders, your K-State sports show presented by Synergy Financial Partners. Now let's go to the rolling Flint Hills, home of the cats and dogs studio. Here's your host, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the Insiders, Big B, Fitz, and uh, GK. <laughs> I like it. I like it. G- GK. It's almost like you were GQ, but you didn't quite get there because no, of the tennis no, shoes. Not, not even close. Glenn, I just want to start with you. Uh, mm-hmm. So the hot topic out of uh, Iowa is the entire Spygate thing. I thought it was a dead story. You know, Jerome Tang asked Coach Otts to look into it. And I, you know, he really hasn't commented on it, but it, boy, it fired up this week before the KU game. And then of course coach took to the podium after the KU game, but as someone who really is, uh, even though you're a K-State person, you you do an incredible job of backing away from the stories and, and, uh, addressing them as, oh my God, an actual journalist. Um, (laughs) so, so just give me your thoughts on this whole situation. Yeah, well, there's a lot to unpack, yeah. right? I mean, Wednesday they have the interaction during the game, and Tang clearly tried to go talk to him. Then post game in the handshake line, they talk, and then the day after Wednesday's game was when uh, our friend Kellis with KC Star reported that right. that there was um, an anonymous source informed him that K State was concerned about them spying on the bench. It didn't say who was concerned. It didn't say who the source was. Um, and it almost felt like TJ Altelberger fired back on Saturday. And what it felt like to me was that he fired back at Tang without Tang firing, if that makes sense, yeah, um, or, or his staff. And he, he kind of almost f- went after them as if they came out and said, you're a cheater and your whole team and your whole staff are all a bunch of cheaters. And the problem with that is they didn't say that. And that's why I was a little puzzled by it now. It, maybe Otz knows who that source was, or maybe he's making an assumption. I don't know, and I I completely understand why he's frustrated with, with those. That's a, dude. That's a big thing to say, right? right? Like, if somebody says that about your program, you're not going to be thrilled about it. Um, now the accusation or the the report also didn't say that they thought. It said that they they were concerned during the game that something was going on. It didn't say that they 
found out they were cheating or right. anything like that. Right. The other thing that I'll add that, that kind of surprised me was was Otz had a, a lengthy rant about um I don't even want to call it a rant, but but he was clearly upset about the accusations and he said that others should be more careful with their words. That was his direct quote. And then he paused and then he said, and one of their staff members cussed out one of my managers under the hoop. And it was almost like he said, hey, we shouldn't throw out any reckless accusation unless you know for a thousand percent sure that it's true. And then he kind of threw out his own accusation moments later. Now, maybe he knows a thousand percent sure that's true. Two things. One, unless he heard it himself, he how do you know for sure? And two, we're talking about a basketball coach who makes his players do push-ups if they cuss during a game. And now we're going to say that one of his staff members cussed out a guy for mopping the floor under the basket. If if that were true, it would surprise me because it wouldn't seem on brand. Now, right. again, I understand Otto Berger's frustration, and I'm interested to okay. see what Jerome Tang says today. Because it almost – post-game on Wednesday, and I apologize, I'm long-winded here. Post-game on Wednesday, right. both coaches said – that they're going to keep it between the coaches. Right. We're going to keep that between us. And then all of a sudden Saturday, it wasn't between them anymore. So I'm interested to see, does Jerome Tang stay true to, Hey, we said we're going to keep this between us. Or does he say, okay, you want to open it up? We'll open it up. Um, so within the next hour or so, it could things get even more interesting. Big B, give me your thoughts before I, I go into what I want to say, because uh, I, I've got, I'm going to do some revealing of sources. So I, that's something I've never really done. Go ahead. Well, I, I, I kind of follow what Glenn said. It's like, look, if nobody said, I mean, it's just, this whole thing seems like a, a middle school, elementary school, he said, she said type of nonsense. It's like, if somebody, if you think somebody said something bad about you, why don't you just go ask them as an adult? You know, if that's what you think happened, why don't you just go do that? Don't go run to the media because although the media may have broken a story, they didn't create the story. You know, this is the media just didn't pull this out of thin air. So if you think that's what happened, call them and ask them, you know, and, and do that. Don't go to a press conference and then basically come out and say it didn't happen. It wouldn't happen. Oh, by, by the way, you cussed us out, our manager out. I'm like, Stupid. OK, so childish. what are we doing here? It's just it's it's just childish. The whole yeah. thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm fed up. Honestly, I, I just want to see better basketball. Um, I was upset about the weekend with K-State basketball, and this just drove me over the edge. I, I'll be yeah. I'll be flat out honest with both of you. It just drove me over the edge because I'm just like, why are we acting like children? If if you have a problem, first of all, he was in your face, and if you thought he was lying, you could have told him right to his face he was lying. You didn't do that. You waited four days to say something that you don't even know, and, and now you're insinuating you know, without naming names, I just think the whole thing's childish. Yeah. Uh, you know, going back to when this all happened, uh, I wasn't in names. My guys were. But all of us were baffled by Jerome Tang's actions. And I think even King McClure mentioned something on the broadcast. I, I believe it was King. Uh, that This is out of character because he played mm -hmm. for him. And it was out of character. Now, Iowa State fans are trying to frame Jerome Tang as some type of raving maniac that, that's not at all who he is. And in fact, that that is a, a gross misrepresentation of who he is and how he typically handles himself on the sideline. So to say he's a maniac and just made this stuff up is nuts. And to say you lost and made this stuff up is nuts because he brought it up during the game. We right. saw him bring yeah, it up. Right. 
But at the time, we didn't know what it was. And we were really wondering, um, you know, the way he reacted, it did make you think maybe something racial was being said to his players or his coaching staff because it is an almost entirely black team and black staff. Um, And I thought, you know, as white as Iowa State is, I've been around a lot of Iowa State fans. I just don't see them doing that in the course of a game. We, you know, mm-hmm. we, you never know what people are going to do when they're alone. But to say something like that amongst a large crowd is really committing to the cause. Correct. And I, I don't think they were going to do that. And I never believed the throwing objects at the bench thing because any arena in the Big 12 is going to clean that up. That can turn into a technical pretty fast on your team. And again, he spoke to Jerry Pollard, the head official in that game, uh, if you want to call him that, um, is about whatever it was. And if it had been things being thrown, he would have immediately gone to the PA guy and said, stop this. But he didn't do that. Um, so it was a mystery uh, what was going on. And I want to just find out. I just really was curious. Um, and I had heard the rumor. And it was a rumor. And then I got a call. And folks, I you know me, I never reveal sources, but I'm going to reveal how stories can move through the media. Um, and it's not just, you know, the media picking up one report and running with it. There's other things that work there. He was privy to a text conversation amongst Big 12 assistant coaches. And this was the topic among all of those coaches. They all felt like Iowa State was doing something And in fact, the reason K-State, if you want to say, caught them or was alerted by it, a a coach from another program had warned them, this is where he sits, this is what he does, this is how he communicates. So this is an allegation that isn't necessarily coming from K-State, but a lot of teams that have been in there this season. Um, And I I did verify it then. That still wasn't good enough to run. And all we reported at GoPowerCap, behind our paywall, may I mention, uh, and again, we're having real problems with people stealing stuff from behind the paywall and publishing it on Twitter, which is a violation of our copyright. And I hope 24-7 on three rivals, all of them, start taking down those who consistently do that. Um, And all we reported is this is what we were told was the topic. That was it. We didn't lay any credence to it because honestly, I I still don't understand what you could possibly find out of great consequence from spying on a a 30 second huddle. Maybe it's a snapshot of the whiteboard. Um, and you know, that gets into the bench and they know exactly what you're going to run out of the timeout. Is that, is that that big of an advantage? Well, folks, any coach that designs up a great play on the sidelines for an inbounds pass and your team wins by one point. Yeah. One inbounds pass can make a big difference, but I still don't understand the logistics of it. But Jerome Tang really hasn't talked about it. In fact, K-State moved on after this. They entrusted that Iowa State would do the ethical thing and just at least look into it. So the answer Ott should have given was, we we respect Coach Tang for bringing this to our attention. We looked into it. We didn't find anything. Mm-hmm. It's over. For the most part, unless there really is a lot brewing behind the scenes that these coaches are going to the Big 12, it's over. Yeah. It's done. But no, he tried to put out a fire with gasoline, and now it's a big topic. And we're still talking about, Uh is Iowa State a cheating program? Which I don't really believe. I don't believe that it was built into the program to do this. If it was happening, it was someone saying, hey, buddy, you got a great seat there. You see in the huddle, you want to send me that? You know, just something that 
uh, a knucklehead did associated with the program. But this is just this this is now spinning, uh, and and not screwed up. He gave so much life to this story; it's yeah. not going to go away anytime soon. <clears throat> And he looks like a he, he was over defensive. Let's put it that way. And I understand you're going to be upset, but control your emotions, which seems to be a, a problem here. You don't call Tang a raging maniac when you do that in a post game press conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think what we're losing sight of too is that, is that almost multiple things can be true at the same time. In the exactly. sense that, hey guys, this could be uh, some Iowa State students who decided to sit behind K State's bench and get tickets and, and screw with them and. And film on their phones, and then and then when Cam Carter's sitting on the bench, say, "Hey, we we know what you're running." And these guys may have never ever talked to anyone on Iowa State staff. And if I'm not, and by the way, just to be clear, I don't, I don't know that this is that. I'm just right. This is hypothetical. Um, those guys could have never talked to Iowa State staff. And then two things can be true at once: Tang and his staff can be a little suspicious of what's going on over there, and Iowa State cannot be guilty. Like both those things can be yeah. true. And quite frankly, we wouldn't be talking about this right now. If uh, Ots didn't open his press conference after one of one of their biggest wins in program history, uh, open his press conference with um, talking about the game from four days ago. That was weird. That was weird. I initially from um, breaking down the film and our Ryan Wallace uh, got a hold of this like there's a Pruder film and started breaking down the magic bullet. Um, it was really, really well done trying to seek answers here. And it appeared that Tang was pointing above the tunnel, a kind of a dark area that's hard to pick up, but it does have kind of a bird's eye view right down into the bench. But apparently wasn't that. It was the third or fourth row behind the bench. There was an individual that um, I was sent a photo that during a timeout, sure enough, he's he's recording um, with a phone that what's going on. And I'm like, well, that's just, that's just curious. I, I've never really, why would you record a huddle? You know, that's just not – you record something like you get a dunk. That's not, that's not good content for the Instagram, man. No, no. no. And believe me, I know because I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm classified one of those Instagram models. But, anyhow, that's another story. Um, what I found most funny was that a lot of people were caught up into the, you know, more my generation behind the bench uh, acting the fools, which is what we do at games. That's, that's part of the fun. Yes. You get to set your world aside and go have fun at a game was the guy that I've decided was crying, man. Uh, the guy who looks like Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey but he, yeah. he kept doing the crying thing, which oh my gosh, I, I want to give him a gold medal as for irritating <laughs> fan behavior because they showed uh, him again during the KU game on Saturday. Did they really? He was well, in the same exact spot. Uh, well, earlier in the game, when I watched, he was up higher and where was he right next to where the guy had been seated. And that guy wasn't there this game. Um, I, Man, I tell you what, I, I, seriously, that guy. If you want to get under someone's nerve and under someone's skin and bug them, that's a great way to do it without oh yelling gosh. a word, without cursing. Oh, it was just, it was. Oh my God, I just yeah. I cringe thinking about it, but it was so effective. Yeah. So anyhow, guys, I I'll be curious to see Coach Tang talks to media too if he says something, if he brings it up, or if he says, "Look, we thought this was over. Right? We thought they were taking care of it, and if there was mm-hmm. nothing there." That would be what I would encourage him to say. Sure. We just brought it to him and thought, maybe this is happening. And just because the media reported this is what what the topic was, doesn't mean it's an endorsement of it. We're just saying we're reporting what the topic of the conversation was. We'll and I've always quiet. said I don't get how it works. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a almost hey, we just inquired, right? Uh, right. Mm-hmm. And we we said, hey, it's probably nothing, but we saw this. Do you know what's going on? Um, the other thing I think that we're seeing uh, again is just that Jerome Tang in, in year two as a head coach is, um, I don't know if innocent is the right word, but um, he, genuine maybe is the word in that um, he's just going to tell you what he thinks usually. And, he, yep. and he's just going to – I got the impression mid-game he saw something that was weird and he said, I think I'll just go ask CJ about it. TJ, TJ, will, T, I'm gonna go ask him. TJ will tell me it's nothing, and then we'll go on with the game. And then he walks over there, and TJ's like, "He's out of the box." And I think Which he's like, "Oh, man, I thought that we were just gonna was, yeah. talk, you know." And another example I think of is just we've asked Tang about other jobs before, and he's and his answer is typically, "Hey, I want to be where God wants me to be. If God wants me to be here, I'm gonna stay. Right. If God wants me to move, I'll move." And and I think people take that as a, a bailout answer and a. Um, Oh, he's using that so that if he, whenever he wants to move, he can say, "Hey, I, I never said I was staying." Um, I think he's just—that's just his answer. And, mm-hmm. and why would he's like, why would I give him a different answer than actually? That I, I hope that God wants to keep me here, and I think He does right now, and I, and I'm here. Um, but he's very genuine and almost—I I don't want to say to a fault, but to the point where, you know, there's some, there's some things that uh, you can't do mid-game, like walk over to the opposing team's benches. That he was just like, oh, what? I just, and it's like he was telling the ref, he's like, hey, I just want to talk to TJ real quick. What? We're good. What, what's the problem here? You know? And we've seen that a few times. But, but I'm interested to see what happens at 2 o'clock today because he hasn't typically shied away. For, I mean, even the Naquan Tomlin thing, he didn't, you know, he never he never hit us with the no comment, you know, or, or we're not going to discuss that topic. He kind of did post game on Wednesday after the Iowa State game. But that was, of course, before um, Otts op- opened up about it. Yeah. We agree. Yeah, yeah, it just I don't I, it seemed odd, you know, all of this and, and what he did. Um and, and just think just like both of you said, I just think that he was ready to put it behind him. And then now it's brought up again and I think he's going to address it today at 2. It may not be a lot. It no, may just it be, be a quick, you know, it maybe 2 minutes. It may just be something really quick. He may not take a question. Maybe mm-hmm. he takes a question or two, but I think he's going to address it because I don't. Coach Tang hasn't. He's not the type of person. At least he hasn't shown to just shies away right, from right. anything that comes up or a possible controversy. He meets it head on, and you know whether we think that it's right or wrong, he doesn't care. He thinks he's doing what he believes is right. And if there's a question, and now they're questioning the man's integrity, and I think you know that that's a problem. And, you know, men are men, and I think he's going to stand up without – I mean, he's not going to challenge the guy to a duel or anything like that, but he's going to stand up for himself and Mm -hmm. say, hey, he didn't accuse anybody of anything. Yeah, he's going to stand up for his staff and the ball boy accusation. absolutely. You know, that's what what a leader does. They stand – first of all, they stand up for their players, they stand up for their staff before – they stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. That's what a leader does. And he's going to do that today. And then he's going to move on. And I, I just believe that's what's going to happen. Now, I could yeah. be totally wrong. And he may go off on a tangent. But that's not the man's character. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, unless there's something different that, that comes about, I just think he's going to address it. He's going to defend because they accused his staff of something. That's the, the yeah. thing that I think is going – that we're not talking about. They, they, his staff yeah. was accused of doing something. Well, now he's going to defend him and say, no, that didn't happen or whatever yeah. he's going to say. I don't want to speak mm-hmm. for him. There's only um, been and, one public accusation made 
and that's exactly it. in all of this. Mm-hmm. And so well, I just think it's going to happen. I, I think Tang is going to do the right thing, and then he's going to try to shift it back to basketball, where mm-hmm. all of this nonsense yeah. should be anyway. Yeah, I think that um, that's probably the part he's pissed off about the most is that accusation. I think he's like, "Hey, you want to be mad about the whole cheating thing? What, whatever. I, I didn't even say that you were or whatever. Um, but, but you're going to say something about my guys. You know, I mean." I don't mean to be dramatic, but we're talking about something that has an impact on um, recruiting, perhaps, right? Uh, if K State wants to recruit a player from the state of Iowa, and they're like, "Wait a minute, those are the guys who who cursed out the guy under the hoop," and they're like, "What? That didn't happen." And so you're talking about a major impact. I'm reminded of um, before the season began when um, I believe it was uh, Quez Glover, the previous school that he was committed to. I think it was their coach, or maybe it was a report of their coach that had some comments. Essentially saying, correct me if I'm wrong, Fitz, that Quez um, left for K-State because of NIL and did, didn't stay committed right. to their school because of NIL. And Tang, Tang you know, um, opened up about it. And he, he wasn't very – he was professional, but he wasn't necessarily nice about it. And I wonder if we'll see something like that today. He'll be professional. He's going to be tactful with his words. But he also might not um, hold back too much, which I'm interested to see. And just for some context for our viewers – I don't think we've had a Monday press conference very often this no. season where they play when they play Saturday, Tuesday, yep. we typically don't talk to them in between then. Sometimes we yeah. talk to them on like a Thursday or Friday before the Saturday game. Yeah. Cause that Tuesday but to I, Saturday is a long gap. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I don't think that uh, the, the email we got said to preview, this is to preview Tuesday's game. And I was like, is it? <laughs> yep. It's going to be interesting. We of course at go Cat will keep you updated on exactly what that press conference entailed and, Zach Carlson will have the complete press press conference up shortly after right here on the channel. It's time to move on from that topic and talk about actual basketball things for K-State. And I got to tell you, folks, that isn't good news either. But we'll be right back (laughs) after this. Yeah, which one's less fun? Yeah, no doubt. At Synergy Financial Partners, the vision is to build the world's largest consumer financial education and empowerment company. Synergy doesn't just offer you a financial plan. At Synergy The goal is to help you find your best financial future. Learn more at SynergyFinancial.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the show. Let's head back to the studio. Welcome back to the Insiders. Fitz, Big B, and uh, GK, his new uh, nickname, uh, are here today. Tim Everson uh, has been relieved of duties. No, he hasn't. That's how Come rumors on. start. He, <laughs> he, he had deadline followed by a Jerome Tang press conference at two. So I said, dude, just duck out. And we will be ending earlier than usual because I need to be at that press conference. I've missed a lot of Jerome Tang press conferences now with a 1 p.m. Uh, show every day of the week. And if you're not watching Big B's version of this, the Big 12 version, make sure you are. Uh, please go check that out. It's in the same time slot, 1 p.m. Central. We're Monday, and he's Tuesday through Friday, taking on Big 12 Cot Topics, and it's a lot of fun. We've had some great shows already just two weeks in, still building our audience, be a part of it. Um, 
okay, guys, uh, K-State uh, lost at Iowa State. So did Kansas. It's it's a tough place to play. Uh, setting aside all the other noise, it's just a, it's an incredible college environment. It's an amazing place and very challenging. Uh, and then K-State went to Houston and played against what Jerome Tang said, and he's seen a lot of basketball, and Baylor has played a lot of great defense. He's mm-hmm. witnessed it from West Virginia. This was the best defensive college team I have ever seen. Guys, that team I saw from Houston on Saturday, and granted, it exposed all of K-State's flaws with the turnovers and the mm-hmm. giving up offensive rebounds. That team is impressive. Mm-hmm. They yeah. absolutely Look, when West Virginia played their brand of basketball, you would go, that's foul, that's foul, that's foul. And it would just almost overwhelm the officials where they couldn't call that much. I didn't find myself doing that with Houston. Sure, there's always some bumps and stuff, but I thought Houston played really clean defense. Mm-hmm. But their rotations, their helps, unbelievable, almost flawless. Big B, it's it's hard to win on the road in the conference, but when you run into that, yeah. you're going to get your butt whooped, and that's what happened to K-State. Yeah, well, it, the first thing is Houston is a horrendous matchup for K-State, just Horrible. right off the top. Just Worst. a horrendous matchup. Um, and the second thing is is that they out us. I mean, they were the more physical yeah, team than yeah. what we were at every single position. You can't have that if you're going to try to win Big 12 road game, any road game, but especially in a Big 12. Uh, we didn't shoot it well. We turned it over. We didn't rebound. I mean, all the things that we've talked about, they just didn't do well. Um, and I don't want to throw out too much criticism, but it didn't look like we were ready to play right from the jump. It just looked like, and if we were ready, it didn't look like we were ready for their physicality. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a better way to phrase it, that we weren't ready and weren't expecting uh, the type of physicality. And Jerome Tang said it. He goes, you can't simulate it in practice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, So when you can't simulate it in practice – and then all of a sudden you see it and whatever you're doing in practice, it comes at you at a hundred miles an hour, you know, mm-hmm. and you just can't, you can't deal with it. And it took them a minute and it was just, it was over. I mean, I, I mean, if we're talking just logically, I mean, that game was over after the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, K-State wasn't going to catch up the way that we were playing. There was just no way they were going to yeah. catch up. They made it interesting for a while. And even in the second half, they would cut it down. They'd cut it down. And then all of a sudden it's back to 20 and you're like, oh my gosh, what mm. happened? You know, it was just that quick. It's just Houston's a bad matchup for K-State. Yeah. Um, not having a point guard fits in Glenn. I, I mean, when you're playing that kind of a defense, man, when you don't have a point guard on your squad, it yeah. shows up big time and it showed up twofold. I mean, we couldn't get into sets. We were way out trying to initiate offense. It was a mess. It was just a mess. Not anything we can't recover from, but they got to get it fixed. They got to get a ball handler. And yeah. Fitz, I know you made some some videos, and I know I'm I'm talking a lot here, but That's right. I, I I know that they put in some young guys, right? And the young guys weren't afraid. No. These young guys fit. I'm sorry, they got to start seeing more playing time. I agree. They just they just got to start seeing more playing time. Period. Point blank. Because what we're getting out of the point guard position, look. We love, we love Tyler Perry. We love him. But you know what? Sometimes, sometimes when guys transfer and they come from a smaller program, maybe they were good at that smaller program and they were there for a reason. I'm not saying that he can't play at the Kansas State level, but he struggled the entire season. At some point, 
things got to change. At some point, it's got to change. Or it's like, okay, well, what are we doing here? Are we just wasting the year? I don't think we want to do that. It's time to put some of these young guys in at point guard, see what they can do. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I think we noticed is K-State never got comfortable in that game. And that's what no. Houston does, right? Houston's defense is you catch the ball and they're there. If you if yeah. you catch the ball. <laughs> and they're, they're right there and you have no space to dribble or pass or shoot or think or anything. And in those situations and against teams like that and in that environment, you need a guy who you can get the basketball to and the other four guys on the floor to go, okay, he's got it. Thank goodness. Yep. Right. And who who can say, I'm going to back this guy off. I'm going to move you around. Why are you, get over there. Why are you not there? You need a guy who can have the basketball and be comfortable with it. And who can kind of slow things down for you and tell everybody to chill out. And they just didn't have that guy. I I, guess I see a lot in high school hoops when there's, when you have a team, especially if they're outmatched, sometimes you'll have a high school team and every player on the court, when they get the ball, it's almost like, how can I get rid of this thing? Right. It's like, uh, I got it. I'm a dribble once. Okay, he he's open. Or I'm a dribble once. I'm gonna shoot it because I I'm gonna turn it over if I hold it for mm-hmm. too long. And that almost kind of felt like what we were seeing is there was nobody that was super comfortable to say. I Cam Carter had some nice plays, but nobody that was super comfortable to be like, give me the ball. I got it. Let's let's calm this thing down and let and let's get comfortable. Yeah. It just didn't happen. But yeah, I think they were both actually pretty tough matchups for K State. K State has struggled offensively as is. And then you play against maybe two of the top five defenses in the country, um, mm-hmm. play against two really good defenses, and that it wasn't a a good recipe for the Cats. K-State no. has had 17 or 18 turnovers, I believe, in six straight games. The, the good That's news a- is the, the Big 12 schedule from here is pretty easy, right? I mean, I'm sure there's no, no, probably no other tough games. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. That was all the tough games. Yeah, um, it uh, that's that's consistent in a bad way. It's like a a fat man on a McDonald's bench. There's so many turnovers, you get sick of it. Um, and it's just ridiculous how sloppy they are with the ball. It's it's caused Jerome Tang to start telling his team, "Don't run the half court offense. Just shoot the damn thing." Uh, you know, it's and they do. They over dribble it. They, there's too much dribbling and not enough passing. And there's again, well, look at Brian, you know, this mm-hmm. point guard isn't a position, it's a calling. Absolutely. You start at an early age with that ball handling, and on the playground when you're kids, you're the you're just the natural facilitator. When you get to junior high, the coach puts the ball in your hands. You go to high school and AAU, and you're controlling the ball. You're always under the pressure. You got to make the big pass. You got to get the ball up the court. You learn that pressure. Mm-hmm. And no one on the roster has ever done that other than Day Day Ames, and he's so young. I, I wouldn't want to really throw him in the heart of a game against Houston. I mean, I'll cr- crash a kid's confidence, but they just don't have that natural guy. They don't. And it, it, like I said, it's a problem. Um, but the thing about it is, is that, you know, there's a comment over here talking about the fundamentals and the dedication and basic fundamentals of stuff. And you're right. You got to have that. But that does. You, I mean, it's, you can get better at that, but you're not learning that in college. You're, you're just not. Uh, you're not learning how to play point guard your last year in college. You're not going to learn how no. to do that. It's just what you said. It's a calling. You understand, you know balance of the floor, you know, all of those kinds of things. And it, it, it becomes an, an 
enigma on a team of guys of not great ball handlers. And that's one thing that K-State just doesn't have. We don't have a lot of guys that, okay, I'm going to throw this guy the ball and he's going to break down a defense and Mm -hmm. score or get a basket or get somebody else a basket. We don't have that. And it's, you know, you got to have that from time to time. Not not from time to time. You've got to have somebody like that on your team, whether it's a point guard or it's a wing, somebody that you can say, well, we faced a team on Saturday that just said, you don't have anybody that can do it, and we're not going to let you even get started. It was bad. Against Iowa State, they got the game close. Now, how it got away, we can have a different conversation about that. But but against Houston, it just it, – it, like I said, it's a bad matchup for K-State all the way around. Plus, Houston played really well. Let's not take anything oh, away no. and talk about, yeah, you know, yeah. K-State was lousy. Houston was really, really good in that game. Oklahoma has dropped to 23rd in the polls, but they're still ranked. They come into Manhattan on Tuesday night, 7 p.m., another Big 12 uh, now ESPN Plus game. The Cats go to Oklahoma State for the return game on Saturday, so a road game, and then they just have Kansas coming in to Bramlage on Monday. Like Glenn said, you know, just – not, not, they're past the tough part of their schedule. Um, b- then they go to BYU, which has proven to be a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. They have TCU come in. They they go to Texas. They have BYU come in, and then they have West Virginia come in. So this stretch here, uh, which will end with that trip to Texas, is uh, six mm-hmm. out of seven against ranked teams. The one not being ranked is Saturday's game at Oklahoma State. Uh, I've said it again. I'm stealing for myself. This is the proving ground. If this program wants to take that next step, get over that hump, uh, this team, more than program, this team wants to prove it's NCAA tournament worthy right now. And that doesn't mean uh, it's a failure because they lost these two games. I thought they would lose these two games. Mm -hmm. Incredible environment, incredible team um, in the two games, and they just couldn't overcome that. They got to defend their court on Tuesday. They got to go win on the road again. Get that an, another road victory in your pocket. It's insulation. Um, and you know, if you even at the worst, they come out of this stretch of seven games, two and five, they're gonna be at five hundred, two through two thirds through the season. I think they will win at least three games in the seven game stretch. That means they gotta go three and two here on out. It's very, they're very capable of doing that. Defend your home court, um, and you'll get there. So it's it's intriguing. This this team's got a lot of work ahead, and now I like everything in the Big 12, Glenn. All of your warts have been exposed in the first Mm -hmm. six games. The blueprint's out now. The blueprint's out. Everyone knows who you are. That's the downside of going up against good teams and good coaches and coaching staffs every game is they get to it really quickly and they put it on film for everyone to see when NCAA tournament time comes. Mm -hmm. The good thing is, hopefully, that everybody else is, is the same way. So K-State should be able to look at the film from Oklahoma State or from Oklahoma and whoever, and they have flaws too and expose those uh, in reverse. And and K-State knows what its flaws are, and they have to clean those up. I think we said a week ago today, um, I don't know if I said it um, on the show or to somebody else, but that if K-State went went two and three in the next five, you're I, I actually am like, that's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> and that sounds crazy mm-hmm. to say, well, that's a losing record two and three. They dropped the first two now, so can they win two of the next three? And if they if they win two of the next three, I think you're happy, man. I, I think you got to be happy. Um, now, with that being said, you don't want you don't want to be banking on a win against. Uh, I think they're number eight today. Uh, 
Bill Self's Jayhawks. That's never a good strategy to be like, we let's call this one a must win, right? Um, and so I think they could really use two wins this week. Uh, Got to win one. Got to win one. I think um, they could really use two. And if you drop one this week and then you lose to Kansas at home, you're, you're just not feeling great. Morale yeah. maybe isn't super high, whether that's inside or outside the program. But if you win two, then even if you lose to Kansas at home, you're you're not you're not hitting the panic button. But yeah. um, it starts with starts with a tough one on on Tuesday at home, and then you go on the road. And I think Oklahoma State on paper looks like that's a game you win. But they guys remember they beat them in overtime in Bramlage. And so that's not an easy one. And they just got their win. They just got their first win. When Oklahoma State is winless in your conference, your conference is pretty damn good. Yeah, and they just beat yeah. West Virginia. So uh, they're off of that uh, and maybe got a little confidence out of it. Uh, but you're right. And you know what? One of the solutions to having a team uh, without, you know, maybe a natural ball handler and maybe you're not good in the half court is to get out and run. Well, they turn it over quicker that way um i don't know what solution they're going to come up with but these are really good coaches kansas state has and they'll they'll find something um but uh it seems like every time they turn the rubik's cube right now it isn't quite the answer if if they solve two problems and i'm not going to get into the rebounding issue right now which you know was substantial in both of these games if they can cut down the turnovers lower them by five a game turn those five possessions into possible scoring opportunities instead of turnovers and not give extra offensive opportunities to your opponent. Yeah. Re- reduce them down to 12 a game, which coach tanks talked about. Uh, and, and with the second part, because my memory's failing, I can't remember that, but it was really uh, substantial. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, but yeah, they, Oh, the other part was Tyler Perry. He's just got to get going. I'm yeah. sorry. It. Look, if you're shooting the ball from 25 feet uh, and the court is in the American Conference or whatever Conference USA, it's still 25 feet in the Big 12. Um, So I'm a little lost here, and it can't all be the transition to point guard. I think his his confidence is down. That dude just starts shooting better. Not great, better. Mm -hmm. His back-to-back threes against Iowa State – just got the team going and brought him back into the game. That's how important he is and how much that kind of relieves stress from the team. Tyler's hitting shots. Here we go. So that's just a big thing here that uh, K-State's got to find solutions to the turnovers and getting TP going because when he gets going, it's jet fuel. It is yeah. jet fuel for this team. Yeah, they, they just got to start making some more shots. That's the thing about it. Yeah. They, we, we talked about their defense. Uh, we've talked about their rebounding. We've talked about their turnovers. But at the end of the day, if you're going to score in the low 60s, you're going to lose a lot of basketball yeah. games. You yeah. just you can't win. You can't compete at this level scoring 62 points a night. That's just not going to work. Uh, but at the same time, I, I know that means they're going to be pressing. But you know what? Maybe it's time that you you press a little bit. And I don't mean pressing on the court. I mean, guys start pressing, making shots, uh, uh, taking whatever, taking good shots. I think if we get more ball movement, I I love the idea of Coach Tang getting out and running more. I love that idea because if you do that, you're going to get eight to ten extra baskets a game or at least attempts just because you beat somebody down the floor. You know, so I love that. But again, it comes back to can you protect the basketball enough to be able to do that? Because while you get the eight to 10 points, if you turn it over, let's just say four extra times. Well, you're giving that those points right back. So you haven't accomplished anything. So 
They just got to figure out a way, just lock in and be more mentally tough. A lot of that is mental toughness. Guys not trying to do things they can't do. That happened a lot at Houston. You saw guys trying to dribble behind their back through people, try to go around people. I'm like, hey, man, ball movement and just move. I go, because you're not going to be able to dribble through these guys. They're physically not going to let you do that. Mm. So just got to continue, just run off screens, got to be more tough. You know, they definitely have to be tougher because I saw that. I don't think I've seen a K-State team be out-physicaled in a while. And on Saturday, that was disheartening because they got out-physicaled and it looked like they gave up about the middle of the second half. Now, the score, the game was out of whack. I get that part of it, but they got out-physicaled. And I think the coaching staff probably noticed that. And I think they may have had a little something to say about that when they got in the locker room and got back into practice about being out physical uh, because I, I just, I, I don't know the staff as well as you do Fitz and you do Glenn, but I know basketball and mm. I just have a feeling that those guys lit into our guys about being out physical because the coaches will take that personal. Yeah. If their kids are getting out physical. They will absolutely take it personal. They don't want their – you might beat us, but don't you out physical us, and mm-hmm. that's what happens. So I think they can get that turned around. Matter of fact, I think the coaching staff, I think they took care of that. I don't think we'll see a whole lot of that the rest of the season. So got to get some of this stuff figured out. You're I'll tell watching. you this. I think that uh, – sorry, Fitz. I, I think that maybe, I don't know, fans or staff or maybe even media took uh, Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson for granted a little bit last year. Those guys – were sensational. Like, yeah, you, you need you need a bucket. Oh, I'll just throw him a lob and he'll jump over everybody. Yeah. Those guys were unbelievably good, and and it made it made it look a lot easier that this year. We're like, oh, this isn't that easy. <laughs> yeah, Mar- Marquise is just special. He does all those things. He's got that point guard DNA. He just has yep. yeah. developed it, and that comes from being the short guy. Of course, you were going to be the point guard growing up. Uh, and Keontae, nobody bullied Keontae. He no. was the king of bully ball in the Big 12. That's right. He could really get after it. You're watching The Insiders. We discuss K-State sports every Monday at 1 p.m. We do the Big 12 version Tuesday through Friday in this same time. Make sure you're checking it out. And go check out our our uh, sponsors at Synergy Financial Partners. It's synergyfinancial.com. Whether you're young or, or getting up in the years like I am, uh, they probably can help you with your financial plan to make your future much better. After this short break, we will get into the Kansas State women who keep chugging along. But is that train about to hit some really big objects in their pathway? That on the final segment of The Insiders. It's a short one this week, but we will be right back. At Synergy Financial Partners, the mission is to change the way Americans plan for their financial future. Synergy doesn't just offer you a financial plan. At Synergy, the goal is to help you find your best financial future. Learn more at SynergyFinancial.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Welcome back to the show. Let's head back to the studio. Hey, um, the K-State women just keep rolling, guys. They've, they're now 3-0 and without Ioka Lee on the court. It's impressive. They struggled against BYU over the weekend, but they got it done. Um, and that's really all, all that counts. It, you either win or lose. Doesn't matter that K-State lost by 21 at Houston. They lost. That's all it goes down to. There's not like an asterisk saying, uh, ass kicking. Uh, so just, <laughs> just get, just get through this as best you can. But they go to Oklahoma this week, and then they go to Texas on Sunday for an enormous game. And of course, that was the last game Lee played in. Uh, and she played injured in that game, and then it was revealed she probably needs to sit out for up to four weeks. But Glenn, this team just keeps going. They're at four in the AP. They're at two in the coaches' poll. They are for real, and removing their best player and they keep winning proves how real they are. And they're at two in the AP today, Fitz. And then, oh, uh, they are. I didn't see that. Yeah, yet. moved up two and three, both lost last week. So, uh, yeah, they're legit. They just keep finding ways to win, like like you said, and they're doing without an All American right now, which is even more impressive. And um, it, it's a group that is just ridiculously confident and but it's not um like mysterious confidence like yeah you better be confident they're 20 and one right uh they're really really good and um fun to watch as well and they got a tough test this week um the nice thing is although obviously you would love for the magic to keep rolling and you win two this week and you just say man they might never lose again like i'm all for that don't get me wrong the nice thing is they're in a pretty good spot if you drop one this week heaven forbid you drop two you're, hey, I think we're gonna still get a tournament bid. All right, we're gonna we're gonna be okay. Um, but yeah, right now it's they 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 just can't seem to lose. It's yep. it's it's exciting, and Not the fan base got behind it cool too, which I think has been cool. I think there were more than nine thousand there for uh, the Sunflower Showdown. In women's basketball and i think there were more than eight thousand there for byu and that's that's not a rivalry game or anything that's just people who came because they wanted to see k-state play that's pretty neat yep big b that this is this is cool i mean it's cool yeah. uh, and let's be really honest let's just address the uh giant elephant in the room k-state's never won a national title in anything outside of crops meats and bass fishing <laughs> that's that's it and those aren't ncaa sports so uh this is a legit opportunity um, for for something to happen, and right now some backup uh, players are getting some incredible experience and stepping yeah. up and playing really well. That is exactly what you need in the postseason because sometimes yep. a, a star will twist their ankle, sometimes a star will get into foul trouble, and someone's got to step up and assert themselves. We're finding those players at Kansas State right now. Yeah, confidence is just something that you can only get by achieving on the court 
when right. you're t- when we're talking about basketball. You, you get your confidence by actually playing and going out there and doing it. And it seems like K State is riding an uh, all time high as far as mm-hmm. confidence is concerned. Now, I know we've mentioned it a couple times is that the coaching has also been absolutely outstanding this year, K-State, just putting players in the proper position so they can succeed. That's literally a coach's job and done an outstanding job of just putting those women in a great position to succeed. But they're playing hard. And that's the one thing that I notice first when I look at a K-State women's team play is that they play extremely hard. That's number one. All the execution and all that stuff comes along with it. But if you can get your team to believe, number one, and get them to play hard, number two, I mean, everything else, if, if they've got any talent, which clearly they have some talent, they got mm-hmm. any talent, man, then it, it just it's downhill from there. They're just playing outstanding basketball. Yeah, there's going to be some struggles. Look, what team anywhere can you take the best player and one of the best players in America off of it mm-hmm. where you're not going to be as good? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just the fact that, yes, they're not going to be as good. So you can't name anybody on any team ever. So it's just that they keep winning and finding ways to win, you know. And, and yeah, it's going to be tough this weekend, but it doesn't mean they can't pull it off. We we saw them pull it off because, mm-hmm. look, Baylor is super talented. Mm-hmm. They're super talented and they're super athletic, and they went there, got down early. But that mental toughness that we talked about earlier, they have a ton of it and went down there and dug themselves out a win. I would not be surprised, guys, if they do the same thing this week. Now, Texas is really good. Texas is super good. But if K-State can go down there and dig out a win on the road, I'm telling you, man, then, I, I mean, talking national title stuff is seems crazy in, in January, but let's just start putting it in perspective. There's nothing wrong with bringing stuff up like that, man. Get to a Final Four. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Bring back your best player, one of the best players in America. After playing like this, I'm telling you, things are they're they're it's just a, a good feeling yeah. right now if for if you're watching k-state women play basketball these aren't obstacles they are opportunities for the kansas state women to further prove themselves and uh i think over the last 50 minutes or 48 minutes i've proven that i can get the most out of my team they can play <laughs> up say, you got to get to this presser yeah, exactly yeah. look at my guys that performed <laughs> so well today this flew by i appreciate it so much we'll be back next week with more of the k-state insiders please start watching and make it a regular occurrence to check out the big insiders the big 12 insiders it's fun he's got more guests lined up hopefully he doesn't have me guest hosting and crashing his rate ratings every week uh but uh it's it's a fun show check it out and we are done with this show guys thank you so much i gotta run this has right. been the insiders this has been a gopowercat.com and spirit street production please support this show by subscribing to this youtube channel or follow us on your favorite podcast platform this is tony kornheiser show i'm tony we expected someone else so what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.